This is Return to Play, the podcast where we talk to the best and brightest in Connecticut high school athletics as we get set to start the winter sports season. Welcome to the first episode of Return to Play, a special podcast, a collaboration with uh, NCTV and the Falcon Sports Network. I'm Aiden Blank, Ian Nicholas, Connor Lawler, John Daly, Danny Meltzer, and Will Bazella all with us today, a roundtable to start out the podcast as we move closer and closer to potentially starting some high school sports amid COVID-19. Haven't played any high school sports since late October, early November, and we're very, very excited at the possibility of next Thursday being the decision that maybe we get some winter sports. Uh, Ian, great to have you with us. Great to potentially have some winter sports to call. Totally. I mean, look, uh, we're seniors too, Aiden, and I think we we care more about the season than the players. No, I'm just kidding. I know that the Will and Connor are eager, and Coach Daly and Coach Melzer are eager to get back out there. It's been almost a year at this point for them, and uh, I guess we'll start off with the most recent bit of news, guys. So yesterday, uh, if I, I assume all of you probably heard that the SEAC put out the news that the mitigation strategies have been put in place by the Board of Control to, to get the ball rolling um, with potentially setting the season up for January 19th, which is the start date, which has been looming. So I guess I'll ask both Coach Melzer and then Coach Daly, you can obviously chime in uh, after. Um, what did you think about yesterday's news? Do you feel more optimistic, less optimistic, or do you, are you just waiting, as Aiden mentioned like a few seconds ago, for what we're probably going to hear next week as a final decision after hearing yesterday's bit of news from the CIAC. Uh, you know, Ian, while I change my, uh, while I rename myself, uh, I, I feel like I've, I've fielded this question probably a hundred times in the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I, I've, as I've said all along, I want to remain optimistic and hopeful that the January 19th date is, is when we're going to start. So uh, nothing that's happened in the past couple of days has really changed my perspective. I think I think we're still headed in that direction, uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna prepare for that and and mentally and emotionally prepare for that until someone tells me otherwise. So, you know, I, I think everyone wants not everyone, but a, a, the CIAC certainly wants sports to get started up again. And mm-hmm. obviously the kids want sports to get uh, started and, and, and coaches. So I, I think uh, the CIC is going to do everything they can to make sure that it does. Um, it's going to be different. It's going to be maybe shortened. It's going to be uh, maybe a longer preseason, so to speak, you know, maybe we don't start games right away, but uh, I, I think I, I'm, I'm optimistic and I'm hopeful that the January 19th date is, is actually going to uh, stick. So call me, uh, may, maybe I'm, maybe I might be wrong, um, but I hope I'm not. And, and mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take it from there. So I, I think, you know, maybe coach Daly knows, knows, knows better than me, but I, I think January 19th is the day we're going to start. And yeah, go ahead. No, I'll piggyback on what, what Coach Melder said. Um, you know, I think the CIC, it's clear now that, you know, that they really want to play and want to get things going here. And I think it's all incumbent upon what the Department of Health uh, and in the end of the day, what, you know, they're going to make the final call. Um, but I am confident, uh, like Danny said, I, I think January 19th we are going to get started. Uh, you know, I don't see the harm in, in getting the ball rolling, starting tryouts, uh, you know, getting refamiliarized with our 
our team and our guys and, and practicing for whatever it is. I saw something yesterday. We're going to have to have 10 practices. Um, yep. I think it's kind of funny that they say you're going to have to have 10 practices, 10 practices before you can play a game, 10 practices, nothing. <laughs> um, so, uh, we'd obviously like more, but, um, get those mandated 10 practices in and, and start playing some other people. And, um, obviously won't play, you know, anybody till February. Um, and, uh, but so I don't see the, the harm in getting things going the 19th and, um, and getting this thing going. Knowing you and the way that you run things down at Ludlow, I have a feeling you might be doing two practices a day just to get it out of the way. <laughs> and then you can start scrimmaging everybody else. But, uh, like you said, the 19th is not an actual start date as in you can start playing on the 19th. You can, you can get in a gym. Um, I think that that is kind of a misconception that everybody has. You're not going to start playing until like February. Is that basically what you guys are kind of getting ready for is that maybe first week of February is, is the first week of games? Yeah, if we can get in the gym the 19th and, and at least get those two, three days of tryouts out of the way and, and get practice going. I mean, that, that's all we want, you know, let, let's start playing basketball again. And, uh, you know, we'll worry about the other stuff later, but we've, we've got to start somewhere. And so, um, the sooner, the better, as long as everyone thinks it's safe. And, and I think it is, I know I've talked to our, our athletic director, Todd Parnas at, at Ludlow, and they have a, a lot of protocols in place to make sure the players are safe. And we've got contact tracing where it needs to be. Um, if that problem shall arise and, um, and then whatever other mitigation um, factors come into play, uh, we'll certainly, you know, abide by those and, and make sure that uh, everyone's safe first and foremost. Well, that is obviously the number one goal always is obviously to get your guys back on the floor, but to do it safely. And that's what the SEAC took a step in yesterday to, to start putting those strategies in place. So let's talk to our players a little bit, Connor, Will, I know you're, you're ready to get in here and, uh, Tell us your opinion a little bit. So I know we talked with Coach Daly and I've talked with Coach Melzer numerous times about this. You really can't do anything team-related right now. It's really putting the faith in the players to make sure that you guys are staying as physically active as possible and trying to get as, as much basketball activities in, you know, through small groups maybe or individually. So, Will, I'll start it with you. And then, Connor, you can pick up right off of Will. Uh, what have you been able to do really over the last few months – individually uh, to get ready for the season and to make sure that when January 19th rolls around, you know, you can handle practice. Right. Yeah. So it's a lot of focus on, you know, individual development, you know, whether that's going to outside, getting some shots up, dribbling in your basement, just, just kind of trying to keep yourself, you know, in that kind of basketball mood, that basketball shape, and then, mm -hmm. you know, get staying in physical shape. So it's running outside. That's, you know, lifting on your own. Um, and, I, and I'm sure uh, Connor can agree, like probably the hardest part is really not being able to see your teammates. Um, you know, a huge part of, of high school basketball is kind of that chemistry, um, you know, that camaraderie, just playing with one another. And, you know, at, at max, we have like two kids outside, you know, it's, it's not the same, but, you know, you get what you can. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, back in the fall, I think we were playing a lot, uh, just getting some outside, outside courts, getting shots up and then, you know, when winter rolled around, we were, we were a little bit um, nervous that maybe we wouldn't be able to get in as many places, but we've actually been able to get into a couple gyms, got a couple connections with uh, people who've let us into gyms. Mm -hmm. But again, like Will said, it's only been max four people. So 
just playing two V twos, one V ones, trying to get shots up. And then as well, just running at the track after school, trying to stay in shape. Like you said, you mentioned the fall leagues. Uh, those were kind of seems like they went very much under the radar. Nobody even realized it. Um, it seems like that might be a really good thing to have. Um, it's a good thing to have every year, but certainly especially a good thing to have this year. Um, coaches, have you at all gotten a chance to see how your teams played in the fall? I know uh, up in Ridgefield, they kind of switched it where the girls coach Rob Coloni coached the boys and then the boys coach coach, coach the girls. Have you gotten to see anybody um, actually playing in the fall leagues yet? Yeah, I, I... – I've gone to uh, the majority of, of the games that we played in the fall just just to watch from from a distance. And, you know, it's it's really fun to watch them play. Uh, you, you, you feel the energy in the gym you, from both teams. You, you see kids that are just happy to be out on the court playing. So, uh, you know, I think that's going to spill over into the season. I think uh, all the kids, all the teams are just going to be so excited to be playing basketball that you're going to get maximum effort. It might not be uh, 100% smooth because of, you know, the, the rust and, and the, the months off and, you know, but at the same time, you know, kind of what Coach Daly was, was referring to, you know, even if it's only 10 days, which I don't even think is, is a lot, uh, we're all going to be in the same position. We're all going to be seen in the same boat. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's um, if we can, you know, speaking from a New Canaan standpoint, if we can pick up where we left off from the fall, uh, we should be in really good shape because, you know, we looked we looked really good this fall. Yeah, I, I got a chance to see our guys play pretty much every fall league game as well this year. And I was really impressed and, and pleased with the way we played in our fall league. And um, Danny and I talk often. And what's great about our fall league down this way is we get a lot of teams in this area, um, you know, that greater Bridgeport sort of area that, that uh, we get to see in the fall league. And then Danny and them, I think Danny, you guys play down at Stanford maybe or Darien. Yeah, um, so they get to see some of those teams down that way. And uh, so, you know, I haven't seen a West Hill or a Darien or even uh, New Canaan. And um, maybe Danny hasn't seen a Staples or a St. Joe's or a Trumbull. And so, uh, you know, we kind of exchange some notes and talk about what we see in the fall and, and the energy is there. The kids are playing hard. And, and I told, you know, you guys, Aiden and Ian, before, I mean, we played our last game with masks on. So, uh, and I, and I know it might have been a little tough for the players, but I, I thought the energy was there. The kids are playing hard and uh, just kind of prove that it's doable if we had to go play with masks. Yeah, that's a great segue, Coach Daly, because, Will, I know that you had to play with masks during the preseason. And I guess I'll ask you, or during the fall league, I should say, rather, you have had experience in that regard. So I guess I'll kind of ask you, uh, from a player's perspective, how did you feel having to play with the mask on? And Connor, if you had to, too, with your 1v1s and your 2v2s after Will, feel free, obviously, to, to put your input in. But Will, for you, how quickly would you say you adjusted to wearing a mask? And for your fellow teammates who maybe haven't been able to get as much experience playing with a mask, what would you tell them? Like, don't worry, you know, you'll get used to it. Or like, what are the first few moments on the, on the floor feeling like when you have that mask on? Yeah, so I knew I was going to have to play in a mask about like two weeks, two or three weeks before I actually did it. So, you know, going on runs with masks, doing doing all that I could, but admittedly it, it wasn't enough. Um, because when you get on that, that court and um, you don't really pay, I've never really paced myself and, you know, you get off to a, a fast start and you're just out of breath, out of like 30 seconds. So 
Um, you know, the shifts are short. It's like two minute shifts, three minute shifts. Um, I'm oh, sorry, did I cut out? No, you're uh, good. Um, <laughs> you know, two minute shifts, three minute shifts. And, you know, after that, you're, you're really gassed. So it's all about conditioning. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the, the playing of it isn't, isn't different. Um, you know, calling plays out is a little difficult. But um, aside from that, it's, it's really that conditioning standpoint. Yeah, it was definitely tough to get used to at first. Um, like you said, that first couple, those first couple minutes of the game were definitely like a little bit of a surprise. You didn't think it was going to be that hard to breathe at times. Um, but again, like I know for our team, those fall league games, we played with so much energy and, and heart just because we knew that with this whole season being up in the air anyways, those could be for especially the seniors, those could be our last basketball games ever. So definitely just, I mean, I think once you start playing, once you start getting into it, you don't even really, really realize it. Yeah. Um, but I de definitely think it's important to get like sports um, performance masks rather than the surgical mm -hmm. ones because those oh, can yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. help with the process. Hold that thought because we're going to get to senior season in just a moment. But what other besides masks, um, and this can be a question for everybody, what else do you expect will be different about this season? Um, we, we know uh, fans will be a big one, but what other COVID mitigating factors are you going to need to put in place in order to get this season done? You know, I, I think from a coaching standpoint, uh, you're going to see a lot of coaches playing a lot more guys, which is, which is, you know, some guys, some coaches already do play a lot of guys. Uh, some coaches benches are, are typically shorter. Uh, I think probably I'm somewhere in between, but I think you're going to see all the coaches playing 10, 11, 12 guys on a nightly basis be because of the conditioning piece, because of the mask piece. So that's certainly going to be different. Uh, but I think that's, that's exciting. You know, I think, uh, more kids getting the opportunity to play is, is, is a good thing. Uh, some of your younger guys are probably going to get a little bit of, uh, thrown into the fire a little bit earlier than maybe they normally would be. So, so that's good too. But, uh, you know, from a COVID standpoint, you know, I think some of the mitigating strategies, you, you might see smaller practices, you might see uh, less kids, you know, the rosters are smaller, uh, you might see separating practices. So norm normally, I don't know how Fairfield does it, but normally, we, we practice with varsity and JV together in the same gym, uh, you might see just varsity practicing, uh, and JV having their own practice. So uh, I'm not really sure what what mitigating strategies are going to be in play. But what I do know is whatever we need to do, we're going to do. And so, you know, we hope to get that opportunity in, in a little over a week and a half. Yeah, on our end, it sounds like just again, talking to our athletic director, the guys are going to have to fill out a survey on their phone before they even enter the gym every day. Um, you know, saying how they feel, if they've had any sort of symptoms, um, and I'm not so sure about temperature checks, but I had heard that was a possibility. Um, so I think that's a really good protocol to have in place for one. Um, you know, and I think what Danny said as well is going to happen. I think, you know, you might see shorter practice times. You might have to practice less than you would during the week. We go six days a week. Maybe it's four or five. Um, you know, it, I mean, obviously it's four, three or four when it's, you're playing in the season with games, but maybe early on it's not that much. Um, and you're breaking up JV and varsity. The other things, guys, that I know is out there and I think is definitely going to happen, and Danny might know more than, than me on this one, but the FCX is going to be broken into two divisions. Um, mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you're going to have a full slate of, of league games. It might be broken down. Obviously you won't because we're playing 12 games. So um, we may not even see a new Canaan this year or a West Hill. It sounds like we're going to be playing, you know, you know, Staples and Trumbull and St. Joe's and Ward. And, and there's some talk about um, besides Central, Bassett and Harding coming into the mix as well down here on this end. So uh, it's going to be different. Um but we just want to play, and so different is okay. Do you think Fairfield Prep will be part of the league again? I know they were part of uh, boys' soccer, and I think that might have been it for the fall. Um, but you, you think they'll be part of it again, given that they're right around here in Notre Dame of Fairfield too? Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Um, I've heard that uh, the SEC is, you know, they're going to do their own thing, and uh, and the SWC will as well. So I, I don't think Notre Dame and prep will be in the FCAC for, for basketball purposes. No. Well, I know you coach daily coach Melzer, all you guys, you would play anybody that they put on the floor. You'd play eight and nine and two on two. If, if that was what you were left with. That uh, wouldn't, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be very pretty. I'll tell you that. Yeah. We, we, or we're coached. Well, I got a guy and he's going to coach us up and we'd be ready. But, but I, I guess, Melzer, uh, Coach Melzer, you bring up a really good point when you say that teams are going to have to adapt their rotations this year and they're really going to have to be deep. And I'm going to ask these players to the, these, uh, this question of the players. I'll start off Will and then Connor again. You can, you can pick up right off it. I know New Canaan has had a big resurgence recently, a lot because of the freshman and JV team having so much success. And this year, a lot of the guys are really going to have to use that freshman and JV experience more and more because that's you know, if a shorter season and a shorter preseason, those reps that you had in the past are going to be a lot more valuable because, you know, those are practically a, a lot of the reps that these guys are going to have heading into their varsity years with, with no real uh, legitimate preseason this year. I know your team went 17 and one as a freshman, and I know you were able to get playing time as a sophomore down the stretch in the championship run before your season was ended last year with the injury you had, but will. How important and uh, would you say as a freshman JV program and the play that you had there to uh, the success you could have this season? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I, th I think our team this year is is really deep. I mean, we got some guys that haven't even um, played in high school yet that I think are playing at a high school level. Um, and just from the experience I have um, with them through the fall league and preseason and just, you know, just playing with them, um, you know, in these past few weeks, you know, I think that, you know, we got some really young guys with a lot of talent and, um, you know, if they can just be composed, I guess that's really hard without um, real experience. Um, but just stay composed and stay within themselves. I think we have a, um, a really deep team and I don't think the, that switch to a, a deeper uh, roster is going to be um, a hard switch. Um, but in terms of JV and freshman experience, um, yeah, it helped a ton. I mean, um, JV especially, it's, it's, you, you can kind of notice that, that different tier of, of level. Mm -hmm. um you know freshman it's it's something and then jv it's almost you know you're getting some varsity guys i know in my freshman year we had some some varsity players playing jv um and you got to get that next taste and so jv experience freshman experience it's it's imperative into um into varsity play as well yeah um from my personal experience jv and freshman is so important and also just getting varsity minutes as a young player as well i mean i know from from one example i got to play in a the Ward Ludlow game as a sophomore um, in, a, in a game that we were, we were down by 15, I think in last quarter. And I got to play through the whole fourth quarter and kind of get used to that, that tempo and that energy with so many people in the gym, which was definitely something that I think that's helped me not only last year, but hopefully this year as well. Um, but then, yeah, 
for the rest of the team, I mean, for us, it's a little bit tougher because we're losing. Uh, we lost eight seniors last year, all who who um, were an important part of the team, um, the whole starting five, basically. Um, but I think we got guys that are ready to step up for sure. Um, in the fall league, we had a couple sophomores uh, getting get put into a, a fall league game that was close, and I thought they did well. They held their own, and they look like they can uh, they can be ready to impact as well. And I think we really got a couple juniors as well that are really haven't gotten that varsity experience yet, but I think they're they're more than ready for it. What would an ideal season look for each of you? We can go around to all four um, in terms of number of games you play in the regular season, number of games you play in the postseason, because originally things were going pretty well back in December. They were going to play a full postseason. Um, and I know they're going to try really hard to get a state postseason in addition to the league postseason, what would the ideal season look like for everybody? Um, I'll start. Um, you know, listen, I, obviously we'd love to play 20 games and, you know, FCX tournament, state tournament, but uh, an ideal situation right now, I'll take 10 games, <clears throat> but I do want some sort of postseason, uh, whether it's, a, you know, like they did in the fall, an FCX regional championship, or uh, maybe it's the top, four teams in each region and we play against each other and for an FCAC title, an eight-team tournament. Um, I read today that you know, the CIC still has plans to try and have a state tournament. So I think anytime you qualify for the postseason in some capacity, that's a, a goal checked off your list. So it would be great to have a state a state tournament. But I, I think give me 10 games and give me something to play for in the postseason. You got to have something to play for. If you're not going to have a postseason – uh, I think you're going to lose a lot of guys real quick. Um, so, yeah, uh, give me ten and give me some postseason, and I'll and I'll be happy. Yeah, I I would I would echo that. Um, I would take it even a step further. Uh, I think you're going to have to be able to adapt this year. I mean, there's going to be some teams that that may have to quarantine at, at one point or another. Uh, so I think you know you're going to have inequities in terms of some teams may play 12 games and some teams may only get six games or eight games because of you know, different uh, circumstances. So I would even be okay with them saying, all right, listen, uh, there's 16 teams in the FCAC or however many teams there are, we're going to have a 16 team FCAC playoffs and we'll rank the teams one through 16 based on your winning percentage. Uh, and I, and I would I'd be okay with that with the state tournament as well. Um, I, I wouldn't propose that every year. Uh, certainly not. I think part of the, the allure of the FCAC playoffs is that only eight teams make it, but this is a completely different circumstance. This is a completely different situation. And I would hate to see uh, teams uh, unfairly not make the playoffs or unfairly make the playoffs because they were able to play more games or less games because of, of COVID. So I think, you know, the, the powers that be need to get a little creative in terms of how they provide a playoff situation for us. But for every kid to get that opportunity this year, uh, you know, I, I would support that 100%. So uh, I hope that they can find a way to do that for the FCI playoffs and, and for the state playoffs as well. Uh, yeah, and I mean, not to get, you know, I definitely want an FCI playoff. I don't know how doable, a, you know, state playoff is, you know, just in terms of, um, you know, guidelines with, and not to get too greedy. But, um, yeah, definitely, you know, 12-game FCI season and, and an FCI playoff, however they want to do it. Um, um, you know, that would be best-case scenario for me. Yeah, um, I definitely think uh, some type of playoff scenario is is ideal uh, just because it's something to strive for. 
Um, some of my best memories, like through my three years so far of playing high school basketball, were the celebrations when we, for example, either got a state win or qualified for states or qualified for the FCAC tournament. So definitely something to strive for and something to go on after this 12-game season that's they're proposing. There will certainly be revenge on the mind of both these teams. You guys got that dreaded canceled game. New Canaan got to start the state playoffs. Ludlow never did because they got the first round by. Ian and I were going to call what was going to be a really good game between two teams. I would say the winner of that game probably was going to be the favorite to go to the state championship. Uh, but definitely, definitely redemption, revenge on the mind of both you guys going into the season. Yeah, we owe, we, we owe, we owe Lolo. Um, you know, they, they, be, they, they beat us up pretty good in the regular season. Uh, you know, so they, you know, we were, we were looking forward to getting that opportunity to, to get some payback in the playoffs. But um, I, I would agree with you. I think the winner of that game probably was, uh, probably had a very good chance of making the state finals and probably playing against Northwest, Northwest Catholic in, in the championship. So, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that that, that happened. And I hope that the, you know, CIAC does everything in their power to make sure that um, as long as it's safe to do so, we can find a way to, to, to complete our entire season this year. Yeah, well, hopefully you guys do get the chance to do that. And uh, I guess I will ask a very similar question to the guys, the players that we have here. Um, and I know you as basketball players, Connor, I, I'm not sure if you play a fall sport, but Will, I know you have been waiting, you know, fall season happened and you're like, I can't wait for basketball season because you saw all of your classmates play their sports. Yeah, so how did you think that that fall season, uh, both you and Connor, uh, start with Will, how do you think that season went down? I, I know you looked at it as well. They're playing the same team three times, uh, you know, a season, but you also looked at it saying there were uh, FCAC champions crowned. And it seemed like my, my friends had a, a lot of fun playing in those games. Right. I mean, I remember some of those soccer games were fun and a lot of people were tuning in online and, <laughs> and watching those with, with, with the live chats. But well, I'll ask you, how did you think that fall season was executed from a player standpoint? You think that they really had that much fun playing in a season that was not like any other. Yeah. So, um, you know, there was that, there was that excitement for the football season um, that was short lived when they uh, canned it, but, or they canned the 11 on 11. Um, yeah. You know, there was that, there was that private league stuff. Um, so that gave me hope. And then, you know, that was kind of frowned upon after. Um, but yeah, for, you know, the soccer players I know, um, you know, the girls soccer team did extremely well this year. Um, they had a ton of fun. Um, and I mean, it's not like, you know, for the seniors, I know it was, you know, that or nothing. And, you know, when you look at it like that, you know, you, you, you enjoy every moment of it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just in terms of how it was executed, um, you know, I'd love to just, that's, that's all I want to do. I just want to get back out there. I'm itching for it. Yeah. Um, to add off of that, I play academy soccer, so I don't play for the high school, but I have a lot of friends on the on the high school soccer team. And I know for this year, they had a lot of seniors. They were really looking forward to uh, making like a big run. And I'm glad that they got that because I think they definitely had fun with it. They won their, whatever, their FCAC region. Um, yep. And I thought we're definitely one of the best teams in the FCAC. And then, like Will said, for the football guys, it was, it was a little short-lived. And I, I know they're definitely – um, maybe preparing for a spring season. I don't know what's really going on with football, but um, but definitely just trying to get what I thought soccer did a good job. They got through their season, 
didn't seem like maybe a couple teams had to quarantine for a week or two, but I thought it was pretty successful and hopefully basketball can mirror that a little bit. I want to finish up with some talk about the actual substance of these games, because that's kind of maybe the last thing that everybody's going to think about, but we haven't really done any sort of research into what these, what everybody's missing and, and, and what these teams are going to be like this season. Um, Coaches and players, you guys can all, kind of chime in here what are your teams going to look like give us kind of the season preview for you guys when whenever we do end up uh tipping off uh for us um i really like our group this year and and we have some great senior leadership with obviously connor and alex Valandis and uh, james mockler um guys that all played varsity minutes for us last year um you know we are we have a combination of some experience back and, and definitely a lot of fresh faces you know we graduated eight seniors and five starters uh you know coming off whatever it was 17 wins last year so um we have a little bit of rebuilding to do but um connor and, and the seniors are ready to step right in they got a little taste last year of of winning some games and playing in some really important games um and uh, so they're comfortable and uh, they're ready to lead and, and they want to keep that, that train rolling. So, um, yeah, I like our group. And, uh, you know, uh, I think the league, again, is very balanced across the board. And um, I know New Canaan is very good. And, uh, you know, they, they're going to be really tough this year. Um, and there's a few others. I think Trumbull's very good. Um, I think Danny talks about West Hill often as they're, they're kind of a sleeper team. That's going to be really good. Um, no Trinity in the league. Every, every time I think of, you know, a top five, I always sort of think about Trinity and then I realize they're gone. So uh, maybe that's a blessing in disguise, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting the, the way things shake up. And, um, but I really like our guys. We're going to be tough. I will say that. And we will defend uh, as always. And um, that's sort of kind of the, uh, the trademark for our program always and um very similar to new canaan and um yeah really really excited to get back out with these guys yeah john john's been been hyping us up for for like three months now so more so than that <laughs> don't don't get caught up in the hype but uh i i, I do agree with him that that uh, I, i'm really excited about coaching this team i really like this team a lot it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of seniors that um you know bazella christian and leo have have a you know, a good amount of varsity uh, experience, but a lot of this, a lot of the other seniors don't, they've got a little bit, but I think this was kind of the year they've been waiting for. They've been, they've been working towards this for four years Mm -hmm. and we've had this, unfortunately this class has had some injuries throughout their four years. So uh, I think they're really eager to get out there. Uh, We've got some younger guys as well. Blake Wilson uh, is a sophomore and, and uh, Griffin Brand was a freshman. And and those two guys are going to be key contributors as well. But this is going to be a really senior-laden team, and um, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, their toughness and their energy and their passion for basketball uh, translate, you know, in, in practice and on the court. And and the other thing that's really great about this group is they they genuinely love each other. Uh, they they are very close on and off the court. They play that way. They act that way. Um, so it, it's going to be. Uh, just a really, it's going to be a lot of fun to be around them on a daily basis. And, and that's, that's really what I miss the most. You know, I obviously miss basketball and the games and, and coaching, but I really miss being around the kids. And so that's why January 19th is so important to me um, specifically is because I just, I, I miss, I don't even see, 
you know, Ian, I, I, I don't, I don't see you or any of the seniors hardly ever in school. Yeah. Um, so I, I really do miss seeing them uh, from a league standpoint, you know, they the, the league lost a lot. You know, we, we lost a tremendous amount of seniors. Ludlow lost a lot of seniors. Ridgefield was a, was a very senior heavy team. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of new faces uh, and maybe some teams uh, step up that, that haven't been quite as in the mix as they have in years past. And, and maybe some teams that have been in the mix, take a step back. Uh, but I, you know, I think Ward is, is probably on paper going to be the favorite. You know, they've got the two twins that are, that are, you know, obviously probably the two best players in the league. Uh, and, you know, John mentioned Trumbull and, and, you know, uh, West Hill, I think, I think, you know, the, the Stanford high will probably be pretty good. Um, you know, there's Ridgefield's, you know, always competitive. Wilton's Wilton's got a strong senior class as well. So, uh, you know, I think, I think it's going to be exciting because so many teams lost a, a lot from last year. So we're going to see, brand new teams. We're going to see brand new faces and um, it's going to provide a lot of excitement and a lot of balance. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I don't have a ton to say, but I just, I just know that, you know, we got some kids that can really play um, and we're all so excited to just get back out there. Um, when we play together and we play hard, we can play, play competitive, you know um, you know, we're not, we're not really afraid of anyone. Um, and I'm just excited to get back out there. I mean, I haven't played in a year, you know, I've, I've circled that date on my calendar. And I'm just, I'm just ready to get back out there. Yeah. Um, just go off what Coach Daly said before about our team. Um, definitely think that something that we can control every night is our effort and our heart. And um, ever since freshman year, I know for our seniors, our freshman coach has been um, telling us balls to the wall. Um, so that's something we've taken with us all throughout our four years. And I think we're ready to show it as seniors and then also the juniors as well. They've been, they've been learning the same stuff. And I think it might not be pretty every night, but I think this group will um, persevere through it and find a way to get the job done every night. Sounds like both of you guys have teams that have a lot of kids that have been working since freshman year to get to this point. Um, but a lot of youngsters coming in on both of these teams. Uh, these were two teams that were top of the pack last year, mostly because of their seniors that they kind of really transformed the team, um, especially with Ludlow. That was a senior laden team that had been working for a long time to get to where they were. And it was disappointing the way it ended, but hopefully we can get some sort of a season this year. And guys, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we're going to get a decision on Thursday, um, up or down. Yes or no. Maybe we get a season, maybe not. Um, we're going to figure it out on Thursday and, uh, Ian, we're going to try to get a podcast out before then. We'll, we'll try to get one more interview out before then. And then of course, we'll have, uh, another group of coaches and players that will let us know how they feel, um, either really good or really bad. Um, but we're going to find it on Thursday. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, Ian, any parting words? Um, well, you know, I hear an interviewing, you, you interview the winning coach before halftime. We've interviewed the winning coaches and you, you interview the losing coach after halftime. And hopefully it's winning score on Thursday. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully everybody is happy. Hopefully Will and Connor get to play. Hopefully John and Danny get to coach. And hopefully you and I get to wear headsets again. So uh, we'll see you all then. We'll hope to see you soon. And uh, Aiden, thanks so much for putting this together with us. This is Return to Play, 
the podcast where we talk to the best and brightest in Connecticut high school athletics as we get set to start the winter sports season. Welcome to the first episode of Return to Play, a special podcast, a collaboration with uh, NCTV and the Falcon Sports Network. I'm Aiden Blank, Ian Nicholas, Connor Lawler, John Daly, Danny Meltzer, and Will Bazella all with us today, a roundtable to start out the podcast as we move closer and closer to potentially starting some high school sports amid COVID-19. Haven't played any high school sports since late October, early November, and we're very, very excited at the possibility of next Thursday being the decision that maybe we get some winter sports. Uh, Ian, great to have you with us. Great to potentially have some winter sports to call. Totally. I mean, look, uh, we're seniors too, Aiden, and I think we we care more about the season than the players. No, I'm just kidding. I know that the Will and Connor are eager, and Coach Daly and Coach Melzer are eager to get back out there. It's been almost a year at this point for them. And uh, I guess we'll start off with the most recent bit of news, guys. So yesterday, uh, if I, I assume all of you probably heard that the SEAC put out the news that the mitigation strategies have been put in place by the Board of Control to, to get the ball rolling um, with potentially setting the season up for January 19th, which is the start date, which has been looming. So I guess I'll ask both Coach Melzer and then Coach Daly, you can obviously chime in uh, after. Um, what did you think about yesterday's news? Do you feel more optimistic, less optimistic, or do you, are you just waiting, as Aiden mentioned like a few seconds ago, for what we're probably going to hear next week as a final decision after hearing yesterday's bit of news from the CIAC. Uh, you know, Ian, while I change my, uh, while I rename myself, uh, I, I feel like I've, I've fielded this question probably a hundred times in the last yeah. uh, couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I, I've, as I've said all along, I want to remain optimistic and hopeful that the January 19th date is, is when we're going to start. So uh, nothing that's happened in the past couple of days has really changed my perspective. I think I think we're still headed in that direction, uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna prepare for that and and mentally and emotionally prepare for that until someone tells me otherwise. So, you know, I, I think everyone wants not everyone, but a, a, the CIAC certainly wants sports to get started up again. And mm-hmm. obviously the kids want sports to get uh, started and, and, and coaches. So I, I think uh, the CIC is going to do everything they can to make sure that it does. Um, it's going to be different. It's going to be maybe shortened. It's going to be uh, maybe a longer preseason, so to speak, you know, maybe we don't start games right away, but uh, I, I think I, I'm, I'm optimistic and I'm hopeful that the January 19th date is, is actually going to uh, stick. So call me, uh, may, maybe I'm, maybe I might be wrong, um, but I hope I'm not. And, and mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take it from there. So I, I think, you know, maybe coach Daly knows, knows, knows better than me, but I, I think January 19th is the day we're going to start. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'll piggyback on what, what coach Melder said. Um, you know, I think the CIC, it's clear now that, you know, that they really want to play and want to get things going here. And I think it's all incumbent upon what the Department of Health uh, and in the end of the day, what, you know, they're going to make the final call. Um, but I am confident, uh, like Danny said, I, I think January 19th, we are going to get started. Uh, you know, I don't see the harm in, in getting the ball rolling, starting tryouts, uh, you know, getting refamiliarized with our 
our team and our guys and, and practicing for whatever it is. I saw something yesterday. We're going to have to have 10 practices. Um, yeah. It's kind of funny that they say you're going to have to have 10 practices, 10 practices before you can play a game, 10 practices, nothing. <laughs> um, so uh, we'd obviously like more, but um, get those mandated 10 practices in and, and start playing some other people. And um, obviously won't play, you know, anybody till February. Um, and, uh, but so I don't see the, the harm in getting things going the 19th and, um, and getting this thing going. Knowing you and the way that you run things down at Ludlow, I have a feeling you might be doing two practices a day just to get it out <laughs> of the way. And then you can start scrimmaging everybody else. But uh, like you said, the 19th is not an actual start date as in you can start playing on the 19th. You can, you can get in a gym. Um, I think that that is kind of a misconception that everybody has. You're not going to start playing until like February. Is that basically what you guys are kind of getting ready for is that maybe first week of February is, is the first week of games. Yeah. If we can get in the gym the 19th and, and at least get those two, three days of tryouts out of the way and, and get practice going. I mean, that, that's all we want, you know, let, let's start playing basketball again. And, uh, you know, we'll worry about the other stuff later, but we've, we've got to start somewhere. And so um, the sooner, the better, as long as everyone thinks it's safe. And, and I think it is, I know I've talked to our, our athletic director, Todd Parnas at, at Ludlow, and they have a, a lot of protocols in place to make sure the players are safe. And we've got contact tracing where it needs to be. Um, if that problem shall arise and, um, and then whatever other mitigation, um, factors come into play uh we'll certainly you know abide by those and and make sure that uh everyone's safe first and foremost well that is obviously the number one goal always is obviously to get your guys back on the floor but to do it safely and that's what the CAC took a step in yesterday to, to start putting those strategies in place so let's talk to our players a little bit connor will i know you're you're ready to get in here and uh tell us your opinion a little bit so i know we talked with coach daly and i've talked with coach melzer numerous times about this, you really can't do anything team related right now. It's really putting the faith in the players to make sure that you guys are staying as physically active as possible and trying to get as, as much basketball activities in, you know, through small groups maybe, or individually. So Will, I'll start it with you. And then Connor, you can pick up right off of Will. Uh, what have you been able to do really over the last few months individually uh, to get ready for the season and to make sure that when January 19th rolls around, you know, you can handle practice. Right. Yeah. So it's a lot of focus on, you know, individual development, you know, whether that's going to outside, getting some shots up, dribbling in your basement, just, just kind of trying to keep yourself, you know, in that kind of basketball mood, that basketball shape, and then, mm -hmm. you know, get staying in physical shape. So it's running outside. That's, you know, lifting on your own. Um, and, I, and I'm sure uh, Connor can agree, like probably the hardest part is really not being able to see your teammates. Um, you know, a huge part of, of high school basketball is kind of that chemistry, um, you know, that camaraderie, just playing with one another. And, you know, at, at max, we have like two kids outside, you know, it's, it's not the same, but, you know, you get what you can. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, back in the fall, I think we were playing a lot, uh, just getting some outside, outside courts, getting shots up and then, you know, when winter rolled around, we were, we were a little bit um, nervous that maybe we wouldn't be able to get in as many places, but we've actually been able to get into a couple gyms, got a couple connections with uh, people who've let us into gyms. Mm -hmm. But again, like Will said, it's only been max four people. So 
just playing two V twos, one V ones, trying to get shots up. And then as well, just running at the track after school, trying to stay in shape. Like you said, you mentioned the fall leagues. Uh, those were kind of seems like they went very much under the radar. Nobody even realized it. Um, it seems like that might be a really good thing to have. Um, it's a good thing to have every year, but certainly especially a good thing to have this year. Um, coaches, have you at all gotten a chance to see how your teams played in the fall? I know uh, up in Ridgefield, they kind of switched it where the girls coach Rob Coloni coached the boys and then the boys coach coach, coach the girls. Have you gotten to see anybody um, actually playing in the fall leagues yet? Yeah, I, I... – I, I've gone to uh, the majority of, of the games that we played in the fall just just to watch from from a distance, and you know it's it's really fun to watch them play. Uh, you 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 feel the energy in the gym you, from both teams. You you see kids that are just happy to be out on the court playing. So uh, you know I, I think that's going to spill over into the season. I think uh, all the kids, all the teams are just going to be so excited to be playing basketball that. You're going to get maximum effort. It might not be uh, 100% smooth because of, you know, the, the rust and, and the, the months off and, you know, but at the same time, you know, kind of what Coach Daly was, was referring to, you know, even if it's only 10 days, which I don't even think is, is a lot, uh, we're all going to be in the same position. We're all going to be seen in the same boat. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's um, if we can, you know, speaking from a New Canaan standpoint, if we can pick up where we left off from the fall, uh, we should be in really good shape because, you know, we looked we looked really good this fall. Yeah, I, I got a chance to see our guys play pretty much every fall league game as well this year. And I was really impressed and, and pleased with the way we play in our fall league. And um, Danny and I talk often. And what's great about our fall league down this way is we get a lot of teams in this area, um, you know, that greater Bridgeport sort of area that, that uh, we get to see in the fall league. And then Danny and them, I think, Danny, you guys play down at Stanford maybe or Darien. Yeah. Um, so they get to see some of those teams down that way. And uh, so, you know, I haven't seen a West Hill or a Darien or even uh, New Canaan. And um, maybe Danny hasn't seen a Staples or a St. Joe's or a Trumbull. And so, uh, you know, we kind of exchange some notes and talk about what we see in the fall. And and the energy is there. The kids are playing hard. And, and I told – you know, you guys, Aiden and Ian, before, I mean, we played our last game with masks on. So, uh, and I, and I know it might have been a little tough for the players, but I, I thought the energy was there. The kids were playing hard and uh, just kind of proved that it's doable if we had to go play with masks. Yeah, that's a great segue, Coach Daly, because, Will, I know that you had to play with masks during the preseason. And I guess I'll ask you, or during the fall league, I should say, rather, you have had experience in that regard. So I guess I'll kind of ask you, uh, from a player's perspective, how did you feel having to play with the mask on? And Connor, if you had to, too, with your 1v1s and your 2v2s after Will, feel free, obviously, to, to put your input in. But Will, for you, how quickly would you say you adjusted to wearing a mask? And for your fellow teammates who maybe haven't been able to get as much experience playing with a mask, what would you tell them? Like, don't worry, you know, you'll get used to it. Or like, what are the first few moments on the, on the floor feeling like when you have that mask on? Yeah, so I knew I was going to have to play in a mask about like two weeks, two or three weeks before I actually did it. So, you know, going on runs with masks, doing doing all that I could, but admittedly it wasn't enough. Um, because when you get on that, that court and um, you don't really pay, I've never really paced myself. And, you know, you get off to a, a fast start and you're just out of breath, out of like 30 seconds. So 
Um, you know, the shifts are short. It's like two minute shifts, three minute shifts. Um, I'm sorry, did I cut out? No, you're good. Um, <laughs> you know, two minute shifts, three minute shifts. And, you know, after that, you're, you're really gassed. So it's all about conditioning. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the, the playing of it isn't, isn't different. Um, you know, calling plays out is a little difficult. But um, aside from that, it's, it's really that conditioning standpoint. Yeah, it was definitely tough to get used to at first. Um, like you said, that first couple, those first couple of minutes of the game were definitely like a little bit of a surprise. You didn't think it was going to be that hard to breathe at times. Um, but again, like I know for our team, those fall league games, we played with so much energy and, and heart just because we knew that with this whole season being up in the air anyways, those could be for especially the seniors, those could be our last basketball games ever. So definitely just, I mean, I think once you start playing, once you start getting into it, you don't even really, really realize it. Yeah. Um, but I de definitely think it's important to get like sports um, performance masks rather than the surgical mm -hmm. ones because those oh, can yeah, definitely yeah. help with the process. Hold that thought because we're going to get to senior season in just a moment. But what other besides masks, um, and this can be a question for everybody, what else do you expect will be different about this season um we we know uh fans will be a big one but what other covid mitigating factors are you going to need to put in place in order to get this season done you know i, I think from a coaching standpoint uh you're gonna see a lot of coaches playing a lot more guys which is which is you know some guys some coaches already do play a lot of guys uh some coaches benches are are typically shorter uh, I think probably I'm somewhere in between, but I think you're going to see all the coaches playing 10, 11, 12 guys on a nightly basis be because of the conditioning piece, because of the mask piece. So that's certainly going to be different. Uh, but I think that's, that's exciting. You know, I think, uh, more kids getting the opportunity to play is, is, is a good thing. Uh, some of your younger guys are probably going to get a little bit, of, uh, thrown into the fire a little bit earlier than maybe they normally would be. So, mm -hmm. so that's good too. But, uh, you know, from a COVID standpoint, you know, I think some of the mitigating strategies, you, you might see smaller practices, you might see uh, less kids, you know, the rosters are smaller, uh, you might see separating practices. So norm normally, I don't know how Fairfield does it, but normally, we, we practice with varsity and JV together in the same gym, uh, you might see just varsity practicing, uh, and JV having their own practice. So uh, I'm not really sure what what mitigating strategies are going to be in play. But what I do know is whatever we need to do, we're going to do. And so, you know, we hope to get that opportunity in, in a little over a week and a half. Yeah, on our end, it sounds like just again, talking to our athletic director, the guys are going to have to fill out a survey on their phone before they even enter the gym every day. Um, you know, saying how they feel, if they've had any sort of symptoms, um, and uh, I'm not so sure about temperature checks, but I, I had heard that was a possibility. Um, so I think that's a really good protocol to have in place mm. for one. Um, you know, I, and I think what Danny said as well is going to happen. I think, you know, you might see shorter practice times. You might have to practice less than you would during the week. We go six days a week. Maybe it's four or five. Um, you know, it, I mean, obviously it's four, three or four when it's, you're playing in the season with games, but maybe early on it's not that much. Um, and you're breaking up JV and varsity. The other things, guys, that I know is out there and I think is definitely going to happen, and Danny might know more than, than me on this one, but the FCX is going to be broken into two divisions. Um, mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you're going to have a full slate of, of league games. It might be broken down. Obviously you won't because we're playing 12 games. So um, we may not even see a new Canaan this year or a West Hill. It sounds like we're going to be playing, you know, you know, Staples and Trumbull and St. Joe's and Ward. And, and there's some talk about um, besides Central, Bassett and Harding coming into the mix as well down here on this end. So uh, it's going to be different. Um but we just want to play. And so different is okay. Do you think Fairfield prep will be part of the league again? I know they were part of uh, boys soccer and I think that might've been it for the fall. Um, but you, you think they will be part of it again, given that they're right around here in Notre Dame of Fairfield too. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Um, I've heard that uh, the sec is, you know, they're going to do their own thing and, uh, and the SWC will as well. So I, I don't think Notre Dame and prep will be in the FCAC for, for basketball purposes. No. Well, I know you coach daily coach Melzer, all you guys, you would play anybody that they put on the floor. You'd play eight and the nine and two on two. If, if that was what you were left with. That um, wouldn't, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be very pretty. I'll tell you that. Yeah. We, we, or we're coached. Well, I got a guy and he's going to coach us up and we'd be ready. But, but I, I guess, Melzer, uh, Coach Melzer, you bring up a really good point when you say that teams are going to have to adapt their rotations this year and they're really going to have to be deep. And I'm going to ask these players to the, these, uh, this question of the players. I'll start with Will and then Connor again. You can, you can pick up right off it. I know New Canaan has had a big resurgence recently, a lot because of the freshman and JV team having so much success. And this year, a lot of the guys are really going to have to use that freshman and JV experience more and more because that's you know, if a shorter season and a shorter preseason, those reps that you had in the past are going to be a lot more valuable because, you know, those are practically a, a lot of the reps that these guys are going to have heading into their varsity years with, with no real uh, legitimate preseason this year. I know your team went 17 and one as a freshman, and I know you were able to get playing time as a sophomore down the stretch in the championship run before your season was ended last year with the injury you had, but will. How important and uh, would you say as a freshman JV program and the play that you had there to uh, the success you could have this season? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I, th I think our team this year is is really deep. I mean, we got some guys that haven't even um, played in high school yet that I think are playing at a high school level. Um, and just from the experience I have um, with them through the fall league and preseason and just, you know, just playing with them, um, you know, in these past few weeks, you know, I think that, you know, we got some really young guys with a lot of talent and, um, you know, if they can just be composed, I, I guess that's really hard without um, real experience. Um, but just stay composed and stay within themselves. I think we have a, um, a really deep team and I don't think the, that switch to a, a deeper uh, roster is going to be um, a hard switch. Um, but in terms of JV and freshman experience, um, yeah, it helped a ton. I mean, um, JV especially, it's, 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 you, you can kind of notice that, that different tier of, of level. Mm -hmm. um you know freshman it's it's something and then jv it's almost you know you're getting some varsity guys i know in my freshman year we had some some varsity players playing jv um and you got to get that next taste and so jv experience freshman experience it's it's imperative into um into varsity play as well yeah um from my personal experience jv and freshman is so important and also just getting varsity minutes as a young player as well i mean i know from from one example i got to play in a the Ward Ludlow game as a sophomore um, in, a, in a game that we were, we were down by 15, I think in last quarter. And I got to play through the whole fourth quarter and kind of get used to that, that tempo and that energy with so many people in the gym, which was definitely something that I think that's helped me not only last year, but hopefully this year as well. Um, but then, yeah, 
for the rest of the team, I mean, for us, it's a little bit tougher because we're losing. Uh, we lost eight seniors last year, all who who um, were an important part of the team, um, the whole starting five, basically. Um, but I think we got guys that are ready to step up for sure. Um, in the fall league, we had a couple sophomores uh, get, in, get put into a, a fall league game that was close, and I thought they did well. They held their own, and they look like they can, uh, they can be ready to impact as well. And I think we really got a couple juniors as well that are really haven't gotten that varsity experience yet, but I think they're, they're more than ready for it. What would an ideal season look for each of you? We can go around to all four um, in terms of number of games you play in the regular season, number of games you play in the postseason, because originally things were going pretty well back in December. They were going to play a full postseason. Um, and I know they're going to try really hard to get a state postseason in addition to the league postseason. What would the ideal season look like for everybody? Um. I'll start, um, you know, listen, obviously we'd love to play 20 games and, you know, FCX tournament, state tournament, but, uh, an ideal situation right now, I'll take 10 games, but I do want some sort of postseason, uh, whether it's a, you know, like they did in the fall an FCX regional championship, or, uh, maybe it's the top four teams in each region and we play against each other and for an FCX title, an eight team tournament, um, I read today that the CIC still has plans to try and have a state tournament. So I think anytime you qualify for the postseason in some capacity, that's a goal checked off your list. So it would be great to have a state a state tournament, but I think give me 10 games and give me something to play for in the postseason. You got to have something to play for. If you're not going to have a postseason, uh, I think you're going to lose a lot of guys real quick. Um, so yeah, uh, give me 10 and give me some postseason and I'll, and I'll be happy. Yeah, I, I would I would echo that. Um, I would take it even a step further. Uh, I think you're going to have to be able to adapt this year. I mean, there's going to be some teams that, that may have to quarantine at one point or another. Uh, so I think, you know, you're going to have in, inequities in terms of some teams may play 12 games and some teams may only get six games or eight games because of, you know, different uh, circumstances. So <clears throat> I would even be okay with them saying, all right, listen, uh, there's 16 teams in the FCAC or however many teams there are, we're going to have a 16-team FCAC playoffs. And we'll rank the teams 1 through 16 based on your winning percentage. Uh, and I and I would I'd be okay with that with the state tournament as well. Um, I, I wouldn't propose that every year. Uh, certainly not. I think part of the the allure of the FCAC playoffs is that only eight teams make it. But this is a completely different circumstance. This is a completely different situation. And I would hate to see uh, teams uh, – unfairly not make the playoffs or unfairly make the playoffs because they were able to play more games or less games because of, of COVID. So I think, you know, the, the powers that be need to get a little creative in terms of how they provide a playoff situation for us, but for every kid to get that opportunity this year uh, you know, I, I would support that hundred percent. So uh, I hope that they can find a way to do that for the FCI playoffs and, and for the state playoffs as well. Uh, yeah, and I mean, not to get, you know, I definitely want an FCI playoff. I don't know how doable, a, you know, state playoff is, you know, just in terms of, um, you know, guidelines and not to get too greedy. But, um, yeah, definitely, you know, 12-game FCI season and, and an FCI playoff, however they want to do it, um, um, you know, that would be best-case scenario for me. Yeah, um, I definitely think uh, some type of playoff scenario is, is ideal uh, just because it's something to strive for. 
Um, some of my best memories, like through my three years so far of playing high school basketball, were the celebrations when we, for example, either got a state win or qualified for states or qualified for the FCAC tournament. So definitely something to strive for and something to go on after this 12-game season That's they're proposing. There will certainly be revenge on the mind of both these teams. You guys got that dreaded canceled game. New Canaan got to start the state playoffs. Ludlow never did because they got the first round by. Ian and I were going to call what was going to be a really good game between two teams. I would say the winner of that game probably was going to be the favorite to go to the state championship. Uh, but definitely, definitely redemption, revenge on the mind of both you guys going into the season. Yeah, we owe, we, we owe, we owe Lolo. Um, you know, they, they, be, they, they beat us up pretty good in the regular season. Uh, you know, so they, you know, we were, we were looking forward to getting that opportunity to, to get some payback in the playoffs. But um, I, I would agree with you. I think the winner of that game probably was uh, probably had a very good chance of making the state finals and probably playing against Northwest, Northwest Catholic in, in the championship. So, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that that, that happened. And I hope that the, you know, CIAC does everything in their power to make sure that um, as long as it's safe to do so, we can find a way to, to, to complete our entire season this year. Yeah, well, hopefully you guys do get the chance to do that. And uh, I guess I will ask a very similar question to the guys, the players that we have here. Um, and I know you as basketball players, Connor, I, I'm not sure if you play a fall sport, but well, I know you have been waiting, you know, fall season happened and you're like, I can't wait for basketball season. Cause you saw all of your classmates play their sports. Yeah, so man. how did you think that that fall season, uh, both you and Connor, uh, start with, Will? how do you think that season went down? I, I know you looked at it as well. They're playing the same team three times, uh, you know, a season, but you also looked at it saying there were uh, FCAC champions crowned. And it seemed like my, my friends had a, a lot of fun playing in those games. Right. I mean, I remember some of those soccer games were fun and a lot of people were tuning in online and, <laughs> and watching those with, with, with the live chats. But well, I'll ask you, how did you think that fall season was executed from a player standpoint? You think that they really had that much fun playing in a season that was not like any other? Yeah. So, um, you know, there was that there was that excitement for the football season um, that was short lived when they uh, canned it, but or they canned the eleven on eleven. Um, yeah. You know, there was that there was that private league stuff, um, so that gave me hope. And then, you know, that was kind of frowned upon after. Um, but yeah, for you know the soccer players I know, um, you know the girls' soccer team did extremely well this year. Um, they had a ton of fun, um, and I mean, it's not like. You know, for the seniors, I know it was, you know, that or nothing. And, you know, when you look at it like that, you know, you, you, you enjoy every moment of it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just in terms of how it was executed, um, you know, I'd love to just that's, that's all I want to do. I just want to get back out there. I'm itching for it. Yeah. Um, to add off of that, I play academy soccer, so I don't play for the high school, but I have a lot of friends on the on the high school soccer team and I know for this year they had a lot of seniors they were really looking forward to uh making like a big run and I'm glad that they got that because I think they definitely had fun with it they won their whatever their FCAC region um yep. and I thought we're definitely one of the best teams in the FCAC and then like Will said for the football guys it was, it was a little short-lived and I, I know they're definitely um maybe preparing for a spring season I don't know what's really going on with football but um <laughs> But definitely just trying to get what I thought soccer did a good job. They got through their season, 
didn't seem like maybe a couple teams had to quarantine for a week or two, but I thought it was pretty successful and hopefully basketball can mirror that a little bit. I want to finish up with some talk about the actual substance of these games, because that's kind of maybe the last thing that everybody's going to think about, but we haven't really done any sort of research into what these, what everybody's missing and, and, and what these teams are going to be like this season. Um, Coaches and players, you guys can all, kind of chime in here what are your teams going to look like give us kind of the season preview for you guys when whenever we do end up uh tipping off uh for us um i really like our group this year and and we have some great senior leadership with obviously connor and alex valandis and uh, james mockler um guys that all played varsity minutes for us last year. Um, you know, we are, we have a combination of some experience back and, and definitely a lot of fresh faces. You know, we graduated eight seniors and five starters, uh, you know, coming off whatever it was, 17 wins last year. So um, we have a little bit of rebuilding to do, but um, Connor and, and the seniors are ready to step right in. They got a little taste last year of, of winning some games and playing in some really important games. Um and uh, so they're comfortable and uh, they're ready to lead and, and they want to keep that, that train rolling. So, um, yeah, I like our group. And, uh, you know, uh, I think the league, again, is very balanced across the board. And um, I know New Canaan is very good. And, uh, you know, they, they're going to be really tough this year. Um, and there's a few others. I think Trumbull's very good. Um, I think Danny talks about West Hill often as they're, they're kind of a sleeper team. That's going to be really good. Um, no Trinity in the league. Every, every time I think of, you know, a top five, I always sort of think about Trinity and then I realize they're gone. So uh, maybe that's a blessing in disguise, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting the, the way things shake up. And, um, but I really like our guys. We're going to be tough. I will say that. And we will defend uh, as always. And um, that's sort of kind of the, uh, the trademark for our program always and um, very similar to New Canaan. And um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to get back out with these guys. Yeah. John, John's been, been hyping us up for, for like three months now. So more so than don't, that, <laughs> don't, don't get caught up in the hype, but uh, I, I, I do agree with him that, that uh, I'm really excited about coaching this team. I really like this team a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of seniors that, um, you know, Bazella, Christian and Leo have, have a, you know, a good amount of varsity uh, experience, but a lot of this, a lot of the other seniors don't, they've got a little bit, but I think this was kind of the year they've been waiting for. They've been, they've been working towards this for four years Mm -hmm. and we've had this, unfortunately this class has had some injuries throughout their four years. So uh, I think they're really eager to get out there. Uh, We've got some younger guys as well. Blake Wilson uh, is a sophomore and, and uh, Griffin Brand was a freshman. And and those two guys are going to be key contributors as well. But this is going to be a really senior-laden team, and um, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, their toughness and their energy and their passion for basketball uh, translate, you know, in, in practice and on the court. And and the other thing that's really great about this group is they they genuinely love each other. Uh, they they are very close on and off the court. They play that way. They act that way. Um, so it, it's going to be. Uh, just a really, it's going to be a lot of fun to be around them on a daily basis. And, and that's, that's really what I miss the most. You know, I obviously miss basketball and the games and, and coaching, but I really miss being around the kids. And so that's why January 19th is so important to me um, specifically is because I just, I, I miss, I don't even see 
you know, Ian, I, I, I don't, I don't see you or any of the seniors hardly ever in school. Yeah. Um, so I, I really do miss seeing them uh, from a league standpoint, you know, they're, the, the league lost a lot. You know, we, we lost a tremendous amount of seniors. Ludlow lost a lot of seniors. Ridgefield was a, was a very senior heavy team. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of new faces uh, and maybe some teams uh, step up that, that haven't been quite as in the mix as they have in years past. And, and maybe some teams that have been in the mix take a step back. Uh, but, I, you know, I think Ward is, is probably on paper going to be the favorite. You know, they've got the two twins that are that are, you know, obviously probably the two best players in the league. Uh, and, you know, John mentioned Trumbull and, and you know, uh, West Hill. I think I think, you know, the, the Stanford High will probably be pretty good. Um, you know, there's Ridgefield's, you know, always competitive. Wilton's Wilton's got a strong senior class as well. So. Uh, you know, I think I think it's going to be exciting because so many teams lost a, a lot from last year. So we're going to see brand new teams. We're going to see brand new faces, and um, it's going to provide a lot of excitement and a lot of balance. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I don't have a ton to say, but I just I just know that you know we got some kids that can really play, um, and we're all so excited to just get back out there um, when we play together. When we play hard. We can play play competitive. You know. Um, you know, we're not, we're not really afraid of anyone. Um, and I'm just excited to get back out there. I mean, I haven't played in a year you know, I've, I've, I've circled that date on my calendar and I'm just, I'm just ready to get back out there. Yeah. Um, just go off what coach Daly said before about our team. Um, definitely think that something that we can control every night is our effort, and our heart. And, um, ever since freshman year, I know for our seniors, our freshman coach has been, um, telling us balls to the wall. Um, so that's something we've taken with us all throughout our four years. And I think we're ready to show it as seniors and then also the juniors as well. They've been, they've been learning the same stuff. And I think it might not be pretty every night, but I think this group will um, persevere through it and find a way to get the job done every night. Sounds like both of you guys have teams that have a lot of kids that have been working since freshman year to get to this point. Um, but a lot of youngsters coming in on both of these teams. Uh, these were two teams that were, top of the pack last year, mostly because of their seniors that they kind of really transformed the team, um, especially with Ludlow. That was a senior laden team that had been working for a long time to get to where they were. And it was disappointing the way it ended, but hopefully we can get some sort of a season this year. And guys, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we're going to get a decision on Thursday, um, up or down. Okay. Yes or no. Maybe we get a season, maybe not. Um, we're going to figure it out on Thursday and, uh, Ian, we're going to try to get a podcast out before then. We'll, we'll try to get one more interview out before then. And then of course, we'll have, uh, another group of coaches and players that will let us know how they feel, um, either really good or really bad. Um, uh, but we're going to find it on Thursday. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, Ian, any parting words? Um, well, you know, I hear an interviewing, you, you interview the winning coach before halftime. We've interviewed the winning coaches and you, you interview the losing coach after halftime. And hopefully it's winning score on Thursday. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully everybody is happy. Hopefully Will and Connor get to play. Hopefully John and Danny get to coach. And hopefully you and I get to wear headsets again. So uh, we'll see you all then. We'll hope to see you soon. And uh, Aiden, thanks so much for putting this together with us.